ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday day day, September 4th. Uh, my name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year's Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, as always, uh, hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very best uh, to answer them here on the show, as well as the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com. Really cool stuff and whatnot, guys. And today's episode is a real old simple one, right? We're recapping last night's game and just talking about some of my thoughts on it and then just talking a little bit about the upcoming A's series and upcoming episodes of the pod. And you won't want to miss that because I got a nice, fun, uh, special announcement one that I think you guys are going to really enjoy uh, that we're going to be doing in the future. Uh, But for now, let's just, let's get into it. And there's not much, look, we were due, you know what I mean? We were due for the offense at some point to not, you know, score 65 runs in a game. You know what I mean? We were due. We were due for it. What can I say, right? We dropped the donut. Donut hole in a donut's hole. And it's, I think this one is a bit of an unfortunate timing considering that, obviously, it was Mike Clevenger's debut. His final line was six innings, he gave up two runs on seven hits with a walk and only two strikeouts. Definitely not great, not awful as he only gave up two runs, but it definitely wasn't the type of uh, exciting debut of, say, uh, Tristan McKenzie, for example, on the Cleveland Indians. I know McKenzie's like a rookie, and it was, I'm just saying, in terms of a debut of sorts, and this was his debut for the Padres, so uh, we were definitely expecting a lot. And first of all, Couple of uh, observations. First of all, just a funny one. Not gonna lie, his style of pitching and his tiptoeing is probably going to drive me insane at one point. My ADHD is just gonna start kicking off. I don't know what it is. It's probably uh, gonna drive me insane at some point. I don't know. And you know what? It's fair. It's fair if it drives me insane because you know if he if he as long as Mike Clevenger does what he's supposed to do, which is be a ace quality starter, then I'll be happy with it. I'm fine if I go insane as long as he does good. Um, I think the biggest thing with him was just every cutter for the most part, every slider just kind of hung up like top like center of the plate a little bit too much. Uh, they were just hitting him. I never felt like the whole game. Now it is true he only gave up seven runs, but I think part of that was lucky. He happened to just give up hits at the right time. Like, I think they were saying, they said at the very, uh, uh, a stat during the, the broadcast I was watching was that actually opponents were hitting like 340 this season when nobody was on base. And then when people were on base, uh, they were hitting like 110 against them or something crazy like that. I thought that was very interesting. It was that, I don't know if that's just regular for pitchers or most pitchers that guys don't hit as much when there's um, uh, more people on base. I don't know. But I did say that that kind of was the story with him last night where he, he, he broke, he cracked, but never broke. What's it? What's the term? It's like, but never folded. I don't, he broke, but never folded. I forgot what the term is exactly. You guys could correct me if you want. Um, so he was, and that's the thing. And, and I actually thought the fastball was good. And unlike another pitcher on the Padres rotation, Mr. Chris Paddock, who basically had his best uh, start against the Rockies with his, of the season and his fastball for once was being located. Of course, ironically and perfect. Actually, I don't even want to say ironically. It was just perfectly uh, makes sense that the one day uh, he has his best start of the season. I didn't start him on my fantasy team, which is why I didn't win last week. I got a draw, but I didn't win, which was frustrating. I've dro- Guys, I've drawn four straight games in my fantasy league. I've got four straight draws. How is that even possible? But anyway, 
so I thought the fastball did look fine. That was going up and inside sometimes, up and outside. I, I thought that the fastball looked good. It looked like hitters weren't uh, really getting that. But like kind of the put-away pitches, those cutters and sliders, really just weren't working for him so much last night. And it was unfortunate because I don't think the Angels are necessarily as intimidating a team as others when it comes to that offense. I know they've got a couple guys. They've got Rendon. They've got Trout. They've got Dave Fletcher, who actually I don't even think he played yesterday. Yeah, I think he's on the DL now, actually. Um, and Otani, you know, guys like that. But for the most part, not a very scary team offensively. So it was a little bit disappointing. You know, you compare that to Andrew Heaney, who I talked about yesterday. Just to give myself a little credit, you know what I mean? I talked about yesterday how he, I don't think Andrew Heaney is like a pushover. And he certainly wasn't yesterday. He went seven innings, only giving up three hits, walking two and striking out six. No runs, obviously. Uh, he looked good. It also did feel like the Padres' offense just wasn't clicking. And I think that's kind of the story of the game right like I said look uh the offense just didn't show up um I was happy to see Myers back though and it was weird I don't know if am I crazy or I feel like it's not I I I was just I wasn't expecting him to be back just like that it has to be just because of the COVID symptoms apparently he was looking jovial and upbeat in his street clothes as he came back uh to the team and they they photographed and whatnot wearing his mask which is great to see um I noticed that they were uh, that uh, when they were introducing the Padres social media feed that Clevenger was walking into the the stadium with a mask on. You know already know that they were like, you better make sure that if there's any social of this guy going out, that they show that he's following protocol and whatnot, given the whole uh, turmoil and drama surrounding him, right? But yeah, bottom line is the offense didn't show up. For once, everyone was just kind of average. You know, Tatis only goes one for four. Machado doesn't go. I think this is probably Machado's. Most pedestrian game in a while. Myers, he gets a single, and that's basically it. Cronenworth gets a single, uh, but he strikes out two times. Uh, the offense just wasn't good. I don't really know what else to say, but I'm not frustrated because it's they were due. You know what I mean? They also didn't have Grisham last night, uh, which is something that I talked about yesterday where I was like, I think he might deserve a day off, and he got it. Uh, seemingly, so that was cool to see, and they batted Profar leadoff. Didn't end up paying dividends for them uh, last night to bat Profar leadoff, but I'd say, uh, considering how well he's played lately, he definitely deserves the the leadoff spot if Grisham isn't playing. Uh, I don't have any word on whether or not Grisham's going to be back in the lineup tonight. I assume he is, but we'll have to see. It was also interesting to see Cronenworth batting so low in the lineup. Uh, he batted, I think it was like eighth uh, last night. But yeah, this is just, it's one of those games, it happens, they were due for a poor offensive showing, It yeah, you hate to see it come during Mike Clevenger's start, uh, and it's just funny because, you know, there was a video, and I tweeted about this the other day, uh, from Dodgers Nason, like a popular like, kind of Dodgers blog site, with these guys talking, I, some Rambob that got on there and was like, look, uh, you know, Mike Clevenger, uh, congratulations, you know what I mean, uh, congratulations, uh, congrats on getting Mike Clevenger or whatever, be happy about that, whatever, blah, 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 and, uh, you know, he's a four to five starter uh, on a bad team, and the way he said it, I don't know if my guy was just trying to troll, if he was, I think you should do a better job of trolling, because at least when I troll, you know, when I was trolling Jeff Snyder of Lockdown Dodgers, at least it was like, I know the dudes, you know what I mean, and I'm like messing around for the most part, like, at least my troll made sense, uh, that's the good type of troll. You know what I mean? Anybody could go out here and be like, hey, you know who's overrated? Fernando Tatis Jr. It's like, all right, like I get you're trying to get the clicks and the video views and all that, but like, come on, let's not be lazy with it, Dodgers Nation. Come on now. Like, let's just, what are you, what are you doing? Mike Clevenger is like fifth in ERA over the last like three seasons. You know what I mean? Fifth as in like 
fifth lowest ERA in the last three seasons. Like, that's not a four to five starter. You can make the argument like, eh, I don't think he's going to be that. Like, have some nuance in your takes, my guy. Be like me. Have a take that actually makes sense, i.e. that the Dodgers, like talking a lot of smack for a team that hasn't won a World Series since 1995. I think it's 95. You know, they're kind of like, they've got that Cowboys thing going for them not to the same degree because the Cowboys if they go three and 13 every media outlet will still talk about them every freaking weekend and it was so frustrating that one week the the year that they ended up drafting uh, Ezekiel Elliott that year um that was just infuriating and I couldn't believe that I had to watch them every Sunday uh, as a nationally televised game but it is one of those things where it's like yeah y'all really like talking a lot you know you haven't won forever your most iconic attribute is losing in the playoffs despite having an Avengers Endgame budget for your team so uh, you know I'm kind of just rehashing and recycling what I've basically tweeted already but yeah just wanted to shout, shout out Dodgers Nation that site uh, get some people who are actually going to make some takes that make sense if he was trolling I apologize but if he was being serious like alright my guy what, sh- what should I say next you know what I mean? That Cody Bellinger is going to be a slump. He's the next Carl Crawford. That's what I should do. Yeah, Cody Bellinger. He's going to be the next Carl Carl Carl, Carl Crawford. All right, he's not going to do anything. He's going to randomly drop off. Give me a break. But uh, before we uh, get into the Oakland series, one last thing I wanted to mention was the only good news about last night was that Austin Nola threw out two guys. Uh, try to steal second last night. The first was a strikeout and a throwout, which was nice. You got to love that. It's just so immensely satisfying. That was of Justin Upton, who I've mentioned is washed. Um, He's not very good anymore. It was so great to see that he threw out two guys. And why it's so great is because Nola, unlike Hedges, who, you know, I've mentioned is a little bit over, gets a little bit too much credit for, he is a great defensive catcher, but he was getting a little bit too much credit, I think, for that, considering he hit like a buck 40 every year. It was great to see because Nola is a little bit of a, somewhat of an unknown in terms of his, uh, how much we can expect from him to do defensively. He's certainly probably not going to be Austin Hedges, but uh, before last night, he was one of 18 throwing out runners, I believe, and that's not great, obviously, and it was so obvious that the Angels were trying to test that. And it was so obvious to the point where the runners, uh, especially the second guy, um, Anthony Benboom, I think that's how you say his name, uh, they didn't even get great jumps. So they were clearly just trying to test out Austin Nola behind the plate, and it didn't work out for them. So it's really nice to see that he threw out two guys and shows that, you know, maybe he won't be a total pushover behind the plate. Because that's going to be the one thing that's judging him. We're hoping that his offense is legit. Hoping the gamble by uh, A.J. Preller to trade for him and saying, I think that this guy is just a straight-up good hitter. I think he's going to be good for this. I think this isn't some random journeyman who just has the one lucky one-hit wonder year. I think that he's going to be solid. So hopefully that is the case here um, with uh, Austin Nola trying to throw out those guys at second base. And just to be a better pitch framer. I don't know his statistics on that. I don't know where he ranks in MLB stat cast or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's nice to see that... Uh, uh, he did well there, you know what I mean? And speaking of just kind of uh, being nice, you know, doing well at your job, right? Let's talk about jobs for a second, guys. Let's talk about Indeed, which is the ultimate website for kind of recruiting and finding jobs and being a good employer and all that stuff, right, guys? No matter what's going on in the world, in this acrid, toxic, you know, amoeboid abomination of a year that is 2020. It's still important to keep up to date with jobs and, you know, you got to keep your business moving, right? So Indeed.com, guess what? They're the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast, right? Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which has shown to be three and a half times 
times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash MLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's right. Just for you, little lockdown listeners. Just for you. Best deal anywhere. Uh, so go right now to indeed.com slash lockdown MLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer is valid through September 30th. And then, of course, the OG homies. Since the beginning of the podcast, I've been talking about them. I've been praising their glory and all the good stuff that they do. That is Postmates because whatever you need, you want to you want a bag of Oreos delivered at 12 p.m. at night, I'm pretty sure they got you covered. You know what I mean? So uh, Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, like those aforementioned Oreos. Look, and let me tell you guys. I don't know if they necessarily will deliver this, but I love limited edition Oreos, like all the weird flavors, like the apple cinnamon and the 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 watermelon flavor. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take anything from the Oreos. I just love Oreos, so I'm definitely going to be using Postmates suit is basically what I'm trying to say to get these Oreos. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery stores, and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, I am able to get my Oreos and whatnot. <laughs> I'm really talking about Oreos a lot today. I'm hungry. God dang it. Uh, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. And now here's the good part, right? Here's the nice and chunky good part, right? For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code, listen up, lock Locked on. Yeah, surprising, right? You detect a theme there? Uh, that's code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And with that now out of the way, I should say out of the way. I enjoyed talking about Oreos there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some, some upcoming things, the upcoming previews and whatnot. We've got Zach Davies going up against Jesus Lazaro tonight, right? And Zach Davies, as we all know, has been excellent. I would argue he's been the most important underrated player on the team this year. We all know about Cronenworth. We know about Pomeranz even. We know about Denelson Lamette's breakout, especially with the pitching. I'd say Zach Davies is the most important kind of breakout guy of the year. And it's so funny because I didn't expect this. Yes, and I like to, you know me guys, I like taking credit for a bunch of my calls because most of them end up wrong. But I have to admit, I never expected this guy who throws 87 to be as consistently solid. He hasn't even really had a game where he's gotten lit up at all, you know what I mean? His worst start was at Colorado, and Lord knows sometimes Colorado games can get weird, where he only went five and two-thirds, giving up four runs and striking out six while walking two, but still, bottom line is he is just captain consistency. I cannot stress enough, and I'm going to be talking about this on a future pod, for reasons I won't spoil right now, how clutch that eight-inning game against Houston was, especially with our bullpen just being totally out of commission for the most part. Like For him to be able to go eight innings and stop those Houston Astros, especially an Astros team that was on a hot streak, unbelievable, right? So he's going up against Jesus Lazardo, who is, you know, not necessarily a pushover either, like I described with uh, Andrew Heaney. His last two starts have been pretty good against Texas. He went six and two-thirds, giving up seven hits, but only three earned runs.
innings, walked two and struck out seven. And then against Arizona, which was more impressive, he went six and a third innings, giving up zero runs on four hits with two walks and seven Ks. Before that, he did get lit up against San Francisco of all teams. And then Houston, he was okay. But for the most part, this guy is not awful. You know what I mean? I'm not expecting him to completely shut us out. I'm expecting a bounce back from the offense tonight. And let's let's take his ERA of 3.74. Let's put that at like 4.5 by the end of tonight, guys. You know what I mean? So I'm excited for the team. And it's interesting because the the athletics haven't played for a while uh, because of their COVID uh, scare. I think they haven't played since last weekend, I believe. I, I could be mistaken about that, but they haven't played in a while. So I'm really curious to see how they come out uh, out of this and how they operate and whatnot. And their team is just full of guys that are borderline star quality players that you just don't talk about. You know, they've got Ramon Laureano. They've got Matt Chapman and Matt Olsen, the two Matt bros. Uh, Both of them, though, have, especially Olsen, especially the latter, uh, hasn't been super good this year. So hopefully let's not make it that they were due. You know what I mean? Let's not make it that they were uh, due for a big uh, uh, blowout or of their offense to come back, right? Chris Davis with a K hasn't been very good this year. Marcus Simeon, I don't know if he's in the lineup because he was day-to-day the last time I saw uh, because he's been struggling this year and just you know, he was hurt. So we'll see if he comes back. A lot of players on that Oakland A's team, I got so much love for the A's. So much love because they just always have these random players that nobody ever really talks about. They're not going to be headliner guys, but they're just as good as some of those headliner guys. You know what I mean? Matt Olson still got just as much power as Nelson Cruz. Matt Chapman, he's just as good defensively as any third baseman. Actually, probably is the best third baseman defensively in the league, right? So this team, it's a big three-game series, and I really have so much love for the A's and so much in general that I demanded that Jason Burke of Locked On A's that we do a, a crossover, so you guys can look forward to that. We're going to do that probably, uh, we're going to record it Sunday after the game and do a reactions um, kind of pod, so that's going to be posted Monday. Uh, that's really exciting. It's been a while since I talked with Jason Burke. The last time we talked was about, it was my Moneyball podcast, where I really recommend everyone go and check that out. Uh, I think, I'm, you know what, yeah, I'm going to link it in the description. Uh, you guys can check it out. I thought it was really fun, where during, you know, COVID times when we don't really have much to talk about, I kind of just broke down the movie Moneyball, and we just had a really fun discussion about it, and how how inaccurate some parts of it are, are but how great it is, too, and then I gave my pitch for what a money, I'm gonna go, actually, you know what, yeah, guys, I'm gonna go listen, because my pitch for a Moneyball uh, movie was, like, based on, like, like AJ Preller, it's a twisted movie, and it's the underdog city no one cares about San Diego. I want to see how if I was like at all right about some of the things I might have predicted for what a movie would have been like. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think I did, but I, I still want to go back and see. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm going to link that in the description, guys. That's really cool. I guess maybe it's somewhat tied you over if you want to hear some A's Padres type of talk of some sorts, even if it isn't about the teams. Uh, but that'll be coming out Monday. That'll be super fun. Uh, also, if you guys would like, you can also, I'm going to link this in the description. You can check out my piece for Friars on Base. I already mentioned it. Did I mention it? I think I mentioned it in two days ago. Uh, for Friars on Base, I wrote about Jake Cronenworth and kind of how he is just a wonderful lad. And I wrote about kind of comparing him to Ben Zobrist. It was a very simple comparison, very obvious comparison, but I enjoyed it. I'm going to be writing for them about the Padres every now and then. It's going to be super fun. Uh, happy that they let me, the crazy fool that I am, write about the Padres and whatnot. Um, so that's what uh, you guys can look forward to, or I'm not look forward to in the case of the article. Um, and also... 
This weekend, I'm going to be recording with uh, Brady Lim of the Friar Faithful Chronicle. Padre's Twitter, you probably are familiar with this guy. He's great, man. I Honestly, I go to him for a lot of my info, especially since he's just always putting out good numbers, good, just funny tweets. Uh, he's really great. And we're going to be doing a special kind of mid-season award show. You know what I mean? Where we're, I'm coming up with funny, uh, some somewhat quirky uh, little category ideas for the Padres midseason so far. And I think it's going to be so much fun uh, talking with him, who's probably just smarter than me, let's be honest. And as I mentioned in the original trailer for this podcast, the key to life is having on and talking to people and being surrounded by people who are smarter than you. So hopefully that is the case here. So look forward to that. I'm probably going to drop that on Tuesday. And if we go long enough, I might make it a double parter because I think it'll be a lot of fun to do like an award show, just appreciating the midseason kind of stance uh, and standing that the Padres are having right now. Hopefully by the time I talk to Jason, we haven't lost three straight or whatever gets the A's to make that mid-season awards podcast uh, less uh, less happy, I guess you could say. But um, yeah, that's really all I have to say for today's episode, guys. I hope you all have a fantastic Labor Day weekend and whatnot. Stay safe and you know do all your stuff and whatnot. So yeah, let's wrap it up. That about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you your podcasts from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. There's tons of podcasts in the apps. Just go check them out. It's available there. Uh, follow the show or myself on Twitter. And if you guys would do me a favor and go send me some nice reviews. No one has done it yet ever since I started adding this at the end of the podcast. No one's send me nice things uh, on the Apple uh, iTunes app. You can go send me some nice reviews, maybe boost my ego a little bit. Uh, you know, exciting weekend and whatnot. Labor Day weekend. Avengers, the Marvel's Avengers game comes out this weekend. That's what I'm going to be playing uh, when the Padres aren't on. So uh, yeah, with that all being said, guys, until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.